Seventh Avenue Pizza, the official pizza of the Soda Pod. The Soda Pod, the official beer and hockey podcast of Seventh Avenue Pizza. And welcome back, college hockey fans, to a very special episode of MNCAA. I am your host, Nick Maxson, and joining me uh, from the depths of the Twin Cities is a golfer great and uh, broadcaster, Pat Micheletti, joins us this afternoon. Pat, how you doing, my friend? Good, Nick. Uh, always good to catch up with you and uh, follow all your stuff, and uh, it's it's been great. Pat, the college hockey season is well underway, and um, I know that you know both of us in the broadcast world. Uh, it, it's hard to catch a break sometimes because uh, you've been busy. You've been doing some Gopher games, uh, some Augustana stuff as well. Uh, tell the folks what you've been up to. Yeah, it's just you know, it's uh, whoever calls, I go. <laughs> and uh, no, it's uh, you know, it's been it's been uh, it's been. You know, good to get back with the Gophers, obviously, uh, you know, on the TV side. And, uh, uh, yeah, I just uh, been doing a lot of that and, and a lot of wild stuff. And um, so it, uh, my schedule is, is, uh, is busy, to say the least. It never ends, right, Pat? Is It's zero to 100 from what, essentially, September yep. all the way through April? Yep. yep. <laughs> it's crazy. Yep. Um, not to steal a quote from PA, but uh, thank you to McTockick for joining me this afternoon. Um, speaking of golfers, I think what a great place to start. Uh, golfers are essentially one of the better teams in Minnesota in terms of college uh, division one. Um, although if you ask some golfers fans, maybe not so much. Uh, they're six, four and two. Um, we're going to use the P word. We're not, we're not going to get too much weight to it, but uh, 12th in the pairwise. Uh, but Pat, you've done some of their games. Tell me what you have noticed or have observed with the, the Gophers so far this season. Well, I I said last year, and, and a lot of people called me crazy, um, that I thought that they could have a better, actually have a better team this year. And you know, you say that, and you and you, you you lose five guys to the National Hockey League. Um, but but that being said, um, they are they're they're still a team trying to find themselves and uh and and certain um players on that team are are trying to to get to the point where they understand what their role is now um because you have you, you know you know you go from being a, one of the guys that is um a helper if you will to now you know the key they're driving the car and um and that's that's a big big transition for anybody i go back to when i was playing nick um you know i came in at, you know the pretty heralded freshman group and 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 none of us were really expected to carry the mail you know we were the secondary guys behind scott bukestead butsy erickson steve griffith i could go on and on um you know we had a pretty good team and then all of a sudden those guys leave and and you're given the keys to the car and and all of a sudden you know you, you have to realize that you have to be good every night if you're if you're if you're if you're one of the guys that is carrying the mail well you got to carry it every game 
And, and that, um, that was difficult for me at first and some of my other teammates who were also put in that role. Um, and it, and it takes time. It comes eventually. Um, it, it doesn't happen overnight. And so I think, um, a few of the guys on Minnesota are going through that now. Um, they're a deep team. They, um, they've got very good goaltending. They're, they're very strong up the middle. Um, you know, they have guys who can, who can produce offensively. Um, it's just getting to that point where, you know, they've got to do it every shift and they've had lapses in games that quite frankly have, have hurt them. Um, so I'd be better judging them in January and telling you where they are. Cause I think, um, I think by that point, along with Minnesota, there'll be a lot of teams that we can say, yep, that team has a chance to make a run. This team's a year away. This team is, you know, not going to do it. Um, so it's, it's still, you know, mid-November, end of November, and there, there's still time to, to figure all that out. There's still plenty of time. And uh, Pat, I kind of wanted to get your take on uh, the Logan Cooley departure. Now, there was a lot of talk made about the timing of it. Now, yeah. granted, you know, when you and I have talked in the past, and I think all NHL bound talent would agree with this, is that when you get the call, some you just got to go, right? Uh, sometimes it just doesn't matter when it comes. Granted, there's some talk about circumstances behind the scenes here and there. I'm not sure if that really matters, but what's sort of your take when you said that Logan Cooley signed his um, entry-level deal with the Coyotes and looks to be actually having a pretty good start to his NHL career? Well, I, I think the the turning point came because uh, I, I I fully believed, and I think, and you know, and even talking to, to Logan, um, you know, I, he, all indications were he was coming back, and then he went to developmental camp, and he was by far not even close their best player, and and you know he, and 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 at that point, and even though you know you're not playing with the with the with the older guys at that point. He was so heads and tails above everybody else there that Arizona said, you know, we, there's a spot for you. And, um, and then, it, and then, you know, with Fantilli winning the Hobie and Fantilli signing the deal, um, there's a competitive rage inside of Logan Cooley that he wants to be better than Fantilli. He wants to be better than Bedard. And, um, and he wants to go head to head with him from the get go, and so I think a, a lot of those factors played a part in it. And you know, he's he's looked the he, he's look he looks like he belongs, and you know, from what we've seen so far, I would agree with that. Uh, looks comfortable, and what a rookie race it's turned yep. out to be for the Calder this year. It's actually going to be quite a fun um, for a lot of players, not just yep. Bedard, but as you mentioned, Fantelli, Logan Cooley, just name a couple yep. uh, that could be in that race. Um, so kind of going back to the Gophers, right? Uh, we mentioned this team is talented, and it's yep. no doubt this team talented, but where folks have drawn some eye in terms of maybe a spot that there has been some growing pains has been in the defensive core. Now, We've paid a lot of attention to the offensive ranks, the talent that's up front, and that's still there without a doubt, even with Logan Cooley going pro. But where I think maybe some folks have said is, wait a second, let's not forget they had Brock Faber. They had a lot of great players in the defensive and that also went pro. Um, do you think that's also part of maybe why this team is having some nights here, nights there, where it's not necessarily consistent right now? 
Uh, I can answer it this way. You had three guys that left that, that are playing in the NHL. Um, and what those three possessed, this group does a little bit differently. So they're not going to be, they're not going to be the same, right? Um, Brock Faber, you know, elite skater, Jackson Lacombe, elite skater, uh, 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 Ryan Johnson, elite skater, all, all, you know, were able to join the, the offense. This group plays more of a station to station. Okay. They don't join the rush as much. I think it will progress as the season goes along. But then again, you've got Luke Middlestead, who I think will be an All-American defenseman this year. I, I think he's that good, and he's been that good. You, you will see his offensive game improve as we move along. Ryan Chesley, who I thought last year, and again, in one of those secondary roles, didn't feel any pressure, didn't have to, you know, can skate like the wind. He's played a little differently this year. He's been handed the keys. He's going to play 20-odd minutes a night. And so I think he is trying to digest that. And um, I think we're starting to see it a little bit more. He got a little bit more offensive last weekend. Beautiful goal against Notre Dame. Uh, in fact, a winning goal. And so, I, you know, I think by January, we're going to see a different Ryan Chesley. Uh, Sam Renzel is going to be an all-star. I mean, the kid is 6'4", 215 pounds, can skate like the wind, can handle the puck. Um, every game, he is getting better. So, I you know, I preach patience to um, the decor that they have. Then, oh, Mike Kester you know, just returned from injury. So he's finding his legs. Good to have that veteran back there. hundred percent. So I, you know, I think they're, they're, they're different. They're not last year's group, but when you break it all down and when you see what they can become, I think, um, I think there's good a group as there is in the country. And Pat with being six in the big 10, right? Uh, this is a, much different Big Ten race than we saw last year, right? Um, almost turned upside down. Um, I kind of want to ask you a little bit about the Big Ten as a whole. Yep. Um, holy cow, Wisconsin. Yep. Um, I'm not as surprised as some people are. Um, I'm curious as to see if you thought that Wisconsin could turn it around this quick under a coach that we have high praise for, which is Mike Hastings. I knew I knew that they would be I, I knew what they had coming back and I knew the guys that he brought in in the transfer portal. I was I was and still am a little bit leery of their goaltender um uh, and um a little bit leery of of uh, their defense is better than I thought it would be. Um and then you add in the way Mike Hastings coaches uh and how structurally defined they are and uh and they've been buying into it and as long as they continue to buy into it they're going to be a headache for a lot of teams in college hockey this year i don't know you know we have to see how this all plays out right they got off to a hot start nine and one then they lose a couple 
to Michigan State last weekend on the road. Uh, and 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 but but they're good. They and they play hard. Um, can they can they perform like that throughout the year? We'll see. But I but I think they're they're certainly a top four team. They're a pleasant surprise, uh, yeah. and I know that to a program that even though to us here in Minnesota we you know are more used to those very intense close battle royales between these two squads. Um, I think it's better for the game of Wisconsin's oh. at where it's at. It's it's. Much great better for, to watch. It, it's great for college hockey when Wisconsin is is uh, ultra competitive, and and they are. So um, you know it'll be uh, it'll be it'll be fun to, to continue to watch that program grow. Really, really fun. Um, already showing it so far. Yep. Um, Pat, let's head a little bit further north uh, down up I ninety four to a, a spot that you and I spent a lot of time with. That's St. Cloud. Yeah. Um, you talk about a team with essentially two different storylines. Uh, non-conference, which normally has been a very strong uh, for the Huskies, was anything but at two and four this year. Uh, then they get to NCHC conference. A lot of questions <laughs> surrounding the team. They've won six straight. Now, granted, it's been a, against a couple of opponents that haven't had a great start, such as Miami, UMD, which I thought was one hell of a battle last weekend myself. Um, your thoughts on the Huskies season, which has been, uh, shall we say, a seesaw so far early? Well, I, I, I tell you what, I first off, I think Brett Larson's one of the best coaches in college hockey. And, and so they have that going for him. And when they have that going for him, he is able to take a player and put him in a spot where that player is going to succeed. And, 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 and if the player is not um, doing what he is told, he will see the bench for a little while. But he, he has a very good way of getting his point across to his players. And um, it, it, it just it, it amazes me because I, I look at their – listen, as you know, I've, I've seen a lot of the St. Cloud teams in the past. This team does not have the talent that some of those teams had in the past. You know, they they don't have, they're not three lines deep. They aren't six defense deep. Um, you know, uh, the goaltending. You know, it, it quite frankly is up and down. Um, pretty good right now, so that's good. But in the past, it, it's been pretty stable. And so, what they've been able to do is is buy in and win. And with each win, I don't care who it's against, it gains confidence. And so you start believing you're going to win. You don't go in hoping to win. You go in expecting to win. And when you have that type of attitude, things are going to, things are more often than not go your way. And so um, he's got them playing really well. And they're in a great spot now uh, to, to start the NCHC. Six and zero in that league, um, you know the rest. The rest of the leagues is is chasing, and so good for him. Good for them. Yeah, and uh, I will admit, Pat, when I when I was preparing to ha- have the mentor conference play, I, I was not confident. Um, again, being swept uh, against Minnesota State, um, and then they defeat a very tough Western Michigan team. Yep. In Lawson, which is Ooh, difficult, yeah, very difficult. In fact, they hadn't won a game no. since 2019 in that right. building. And granted, one of the best atmospheres in college hockey in terms of even yep. an opposing fan. It's just a very great atmosphere. So more of a kudos to Lawson than anything those lunatics. Um, but one thing that you talk about consistency is 
How about Vidi Mietnan, the flying Finn, right? Nine goals on the season. He leads the squad there. Um, this is vintage Vidi. Uh, when he burst on the scene a couple of years ago during the pod season, uh, I think 12 goals his freshman year, yep. and nobody could stop him. It seems like he's found that form again. But more so, Pat, it seems like he's getting better in some of those areas that we were kind of criticizing him. And is in traffic. He was a player that loved to be in space. He seems to be finding a way to get things through, even with a lot of traffic that's around him. What have you seen from Vidi? Well, what I what I see in him, um, you know, he tried to be the same player his second year. But guess what? Um, other coaches, players, they figure people out. So every year as a player, you have to grow. And what does that mean? Well, you you have to uh, add more to your arsenal or difference or, you know, listen, he has one of the quickest releases in college hockey. And, and, you know, uh, I think, I think his sophomore year, he tried to do, uh, you know, tried to do a little bit too much, tried to get a little too fancy instead of getting the puck where he, you know, in, in, in those shooting areas and ripping it. Cause when he did, um, you know, it was it was like wow you just go wow it on a stick off a stick back of the net and and um so i think he's he's i think he learned from that and and um his game is is growing and developing and you know he's he's been you know listen if that team's gonna go he's gotta he's gotta be one of the guys that that's leading the way and you know, same thing with Minnesota and Snuggerud and Lamb and Nelson and guys like that. You know, you've got your 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 go to guys have to have to produce for you, and uh, and he is so far for them. He certainly has, and uh, you know, when we talk about this point in the season, Pat, sometimes you have these breakout players. Uh, yep. Joey Molinar, yep. seven goals. Um, yep. And mind you, you know, as in contrast to Vidi. These are greasy rebound yeah. goal moth type goals. You know, St. Cloud has been missing this essentially since their 2021 national championship run. So to me, it's not just that Joey Molinar is scoring seven goals, which I believe already is a career high. It's more of how he's scoring them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, well, here's the thing with Joey. And I and I've loved Joey since day one, you know, because he always makes the right play. He always makes now, he's not the fleetest of foot. But then again, he's a big guy. So I, there's another guy, Nick, who has kind of figured it out. I'm big. I'm strong. I can oh, I can manhandle guys, you know, the, those D-men in front of the net. I can get to the slots. I can work down low. I can be near the net. You do not score unless you are near the net. And the majority of the goals are scored from five feet out. And he's figuring that out and he's got seven, you know, don't change a thing. You know, you still have to do your other parts of what Brett wants him to, to get done. And, you know, but, but I tell you what, you keep feeding a guy that's hot and, and uh, you know, and, and I'm, I'm happy for him. You know, he's, he's, he's wearing a letter. He's, you know, he's showing some leadership and growth and maturity. And that's exactly what you need. Uh, from your older guys. And this was certainly what Brett Larson and St. Cloud saw in him when they yeah. were, you know, years ago. And well, he's got a great stick too. He's got yeah. really good hands. I mean, you know, he, he, 
most guy, most big guys, you know, chop the puck up a little bit. And, uh, you know, not this kid. He's got really good hands. Silky mitts, as they say, right, Pat? Yeah. Um, now, mind you, you know, we have to contrast this. Well, if there's one area for the Huskies that's been a bit of a question mark, uh, you mentioned goaltending. You know, mind you, for years it was the David Rennick show, right? Yep. Uh, last year, uh, Jackson Caster. Yeah. Um, and then this year, it's been the Dominic Bassey show. Um, early on, their goaltending, let's just say, has been a bit shaky at times. Um, is this potentially the one Achilles heel for this St. Cloud State team as they go throughout the season? What do you even notice with their goaltending? Well, you know, I, that, that, w- when it comes to goaltending, it's always, uh, I always have a caveat there because sometimes the goaltender is a product of the system. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I'd have to go back and and look at the goals, right, and say, you know what, he got hung out to dry there. You know what, you gotta you gotta make that save. And and there's probably a little bit of both. So, uh, is it the Achilles heel? Well, it could be. Is it the way that they're they are defending? Well, it could be that too. So I always, I, you know, it's it's really simple to blame the one guy, right? But you could blame six guys that are out on the ice the goaltender your d and your three forwards and 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 so um you know that that that's it's kind of a combination of things and uh you you just as a goaltender you don't want to give up a bad goal because you know that that affects everybody and you want to make that big save that pumps everybody up and, and gets everybody going um so you know i i it, it it's it's hard for me to say um, if that is going to be the Achilles heel, because listen, you, you've seen him. Um, he's played great at times. So, um, you know, they, they hope that he can continue that. He's six foot six. He's a big, big Boy. goaltender. So, um, let's just say I'm not scoring on him because uh, his, uh, shoulders are already at the crossbar, even in the butterfly position. Right. So it covers a lot of that, even when, uh, he's in that, uh, nope. in that stance, Pat. Yeah. Um, Let's continue it on the line. Um, I know Alex would be happy about this next team. That's the Mavericks, Minnesota State. Um, speaking of curious surprises, right, Pat? Um, a lot of chatter around Minnesota State, especially after we talked about before, uh, Mike Hastings going to Wisconsin, um, actually taking some of the roster with him. Uh, but Luke Strand comes in, and I think we need to give Luke Strand some compliments because not only has this team held its own, but they're doing a lot in the recruiting space too. Uh, Pat, your thoughts already in the very young Luke Strand era with the Mavericks. Well, Luke's a good Luke's a good coach. Number one, and and um, uh, he had the number one uh, penalty kill in, in college hockey last year at Ohio State, and he was responsible for that. I I think um, they got off to a good start. They are playing well, and they're carrying a chip on their shoulder. They were picked to finish sixth in the CCHA. Uh, they lose a lot of guys. They, you know, they can rally around that. They can rally around the new coach, and it's a makeover. And so, uh, you know, they're 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 playing hard, and you know, they're going to be right there at the end. Uh, you know, fighting for that CCHA title. Uh, you know, the I, I think the CCHA as a whole is down this year a little bit. Uh, so, uh, even though they lost a lot, you know, they, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're fighting and they're playing hard. And, um, 
and you know they're winning some games. So I, I, you know, you tip your hat to them, and and you know they're they're they still get the good crowds. It's a, still a tough place to play, and uh, you know I think they're going to be just fine. Yeah, and and watching with Minnesota State now. Granted, you know probably should erase this last weekend. What a back and forth it no. was between them and Bemidji State. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Whoa, um, Pat. What was the bigger surprise that Minnesota State gave up a? I think at one point a three goal leader that Bemidji State scored seven against the Mavericks. I think, and they they both shock, right? I mean, yeah. I, I, when I saw, I think six in the first period or whatever it was. Um, it was, I was just like, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? But sometimes a game develops like that, right? Mm-hmm. And, okay, they score one, well, we got to get one back. Or, you know, the, they score two, we got to get three. Um, and and that's how the game kind of goes. And, and you know, that's that's what's great about this game is that it can change in a millisecond um, from one team to the other team to a defensive game to an offensive game. Uh, to your power play not working to all of a sudden you get four power play goals or whatever the case may be. Um, that's what's great about our game. And and that's that's how the game kind of set out on uh, on Saturday. Yeah, very strange. Um, one guy that's leading the charge offensively for the Mavs is Sam Morton. He's got 10 goals, 13 points. Um, five on five, they're actually holding their own. Uh, power play struggling a little bit at 15%. Um, Pat, you've played obviously at a very high level. Um, as we go through the season, as we know, it's still it's still early, right? Yes, we're in mid-November, but yep. the book is still out on a lot of these squads, even those who are playing well or vice versa. Um, but really for you know the Mavericks, uh, for the power play, special teams becomes more important as the year goes around. Um, your confidence leveled up. They'll be able to kind of shore up some things on the special teams because from what I've seen, it's not just the Mavs, but throughout really the CCHA, the special teams are, uh, shall we say, night and day for some squads. Yeah, well, you don't have the skill level that you do per se in other leagues. So they 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 play differently. But when you get to the playoffs, um, that one power play goal, that one shorthanded goal, that one penalty kill um, decides who wins the championship. 100%. And, and so, listen, I, I, you know, all these teams work on it. I, yeah, I think, I think specialty teams are, are pretty cyclical throughout. Um, you know, you always want to have a good penalty kill uh, and, and, and stop your opponent and, and be able to, you know, connect at, at least, at least at a minimum a 20% rate on the power play, you know, in some leagues, it's, you know, you better be at 30, you know, 25, 30, or else you're going to lose a lot. Um, and that just comes uh, down to skill level. Uh, so uh, obviously, uh, you know, I, you know, you see it and you see it now, you know, again, Nick, we're talking November um, where you're still trying to find the right pieces. You're still trying to find um, what, what works, you know, what, what is in sync with, with the players that you have and, uh, and try to make it work. So uh, again, I think we'll see uh, better numbers in January. I think so too. And uh, I think Minnesota state too, we just all the turnover, right? It's so yeah. hard uh, to develop that chemistry. And that's, I mean, I know for you and I, I mean, I played the game. It wasn't at a very high level, uh, but you did. I mean, there's, there's something to be said about, you know, not just skill level, but just knowing your line mates and knowing where they're going to be. It's almost instinctual, right? Because when you get to the division one level, Pat, a lot of things become, I already know without even looking where my right wing is going to be, where my left wing is going to be. It happens that fast. So, you know, is there something to be said about, you know, just figuring things out because 
hockey, is, especially nowadays, is played such at a fast pace that it becomes less about thinking that process and more just, you know, your body reacting sort of in an instinctual basis. Yeah, well, I, I think sometimes you overthink the power play a little bit in terms of, uh, you know, listen, power play to me is is you try to create two on ones. You you try to get uh, three, maybe four passes and then get the shot. Um, and and so, uh, you know, sometimes guys try to get a little bit too cute, a little bit too fine. Again, we're the majority of the goals scored on the power play from five feet in. So you got to get pucks to the net and then you got to want to get there and and find the puck and then you know get it back and and so it, 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 you know if you're doing those things on a consistent basis eventually they're it's going to start to go for you uh you're going to know that you know player a has got it here you're going to shoot it i got to get there you got to find the rebound and and you know and and go from there so um it sometimes i think we try to complicate things a little too much on the power play and then the players start to complicate it and then it gets completely out of whack so you know that's that's something that you know that's why you play the season um to go through that and and get through it and and find what works we're halfway through the list pat um i'm this team i'm excited to talk about how about saint thomas yeah um, really? my goodness um and granted you know when we look at just this year not bad, six five and one. Uh, Parawise, it's really a non thing for them because they can't compete for an NCAA championship for another couple of years, which I think is, in my personal opinion, kind of ridiculous that they have to wait five years because they're a good hockey team, Pat, and they're fun to watch. Yeah, they're they're very good. Uh, you know, they've got you know they they've got guys who can score that haven't scored quite at the pace that they thought. Um, they got older this year, and and they got better. They got deeper. They've got a good goaltender. Uh, you know, I think this is a team that can fight for the McNaughton Cup. I really do. Uh, I saw them early in the year, and uh, you know, they—I tell you—they, you know, they—they they gave Minnesota everything that they could handle uh, both nights. And and uh, uh, Rico has done some really good things there, and brought in the right pieces, and and brought in guys that really want to play for them. And so, um, I listen. I think that that school is a gold mine once they get their building built uh you know you're right in the heart of the twin cities with five professional sports teams here you know for guys to do stuff uh the wild right down the road uh i i think um i think it's going to be uh, a really interesting place in a in a couple of years I would argue it's almost now, right? They're yeah. second in the CCHA. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned, you know, the last couple of years, I mean, again, first year, they had a lot of, shall we say, Division three players. And I think Rico approached it right. In fact, it was you, Pat, that when we talked a couple of years ago that said, Rico, when he came in, could have cleaned house. Yeah. He could have said, hey, these D3 guys, they're, they're not at the talent level they need to be. But he didn't take that approach. He said, yep. you know what? We're going to work. We're going to just go with it. And we're going to grow as a group. And I think there's a lot of respect that goes around with Rico because of the way he approached that. And now in two short years later, um, they're near the top of the CCHA. And like you said, he's got players that are coming in. He got really good transfer portal gets, such as what Matthew Gleason, the former Creighton Durham Hall kid that comes over from CC. Um, Like you said, it's a good mix, but more so uh, this team is bought into their system and they play up-tempo, they skate well, and they're getting good goaltending. So, I mean, how much credit should we give Rico Blasi for such a great foundation that St. Thomas has had already in not even three years, but it's two and a quarter, really. 
he, he, he doesn't cheat. And what I mean by that, um, he knows how to build, you know, one block at a time. And that, and that's the approach he took, you know, he, there was no pressure. Oh, there's always pressure on these guys, but, um, he went in with a plan and that's why he got the job. Here's how I'm going to build our program. This is what I think will work. And, and he stuck to it. And, and, you know, he didn't, didn't, uh, you know, waver from it, didn't take a, a right turn or a left turn. He stayed on it and, um, and they're building it and they're getting some respectability. Um, people are noticing, um, recruits are noticing and, um, and, you know, and, and that's how you build things. And he did it at Miami. Um, he's coached an awfully long time. So he, he knows, you know, the talent that um, he needs to be successful at. And uh, it's been fun to watch. Really has been fun to watch. Um, speaking of players that have been fun to watch, Pat, for the Tommies this year, um, Lucas Walling has got six goals, 12 points on the season. Uh, but you mentioned goal toning. How about Aaron Trotter? Holy yeah. cow. Um, St. Thomas, as much as you want to give him, you know, the much credit they, they, they deserve. Still, some things are trying to figure out as well. Yep. But Aaron Trotter, um, you know, you talk about the goaltender that has been able to, shall we say, keep men in or steal them a game. Aaron Trotter has been that and maybe more for the Tommy so far early. Yeah, and they play for him, you know, and, you know, they see him make a big save and the next shift out, they're, they're flying. And, you know, they, they, you know, you mentioned Wallen. I mean, that kid, talk about, I mean, he started out in any three and just kept, you know what? I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to work hard every day. And, you know, Rico tells me he's the first guy at practice every day. Doesn't change his attitude every day. Uh, even if it's a bad day, he has the same attitude. And, um, you know, it, it, you want to talk about leadership, man. He, and the kid just works every shift. And it's, uh, you know, there's a reason why he's got the points he does. And, and, but, but it's so much more than, than, than the points. Uh, it's his work ethic. It's his leadership. And uh, and that's how you build good teams. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's such a good story, too, to for a guy that NA3. I mean, Pat, when you when we talk about players and nowadays, right, when you when you're in junior hockey, NA3, I mean, there seems to be and from the player's perspective, right? It's a tough mountain to climb, right? Yeah. Um, really. But when you have, like you said, the commitment, the attitude and the work ethic to say, you know what? I got to make my own luck, or I just I got to work hard. My time will come, and look at the position yep. he's put himself in. I mean, it's almost like he is the perfect character guy that yep. Rico looks for because that's exactly how Rico's built this squad. Great story, absolutely great story, and uh, great kid. And you know, you you just you know you tip that to him and and uh, and cheer him on, and you know, good for him. One final question on St. Thomas, Mick uh, is. Is it to really say that when St. Thomas does become NCAA tournament eligible, will they make it? I kind of feel like with the trajectory, there is a pretty good chance there. I tell you what, if they if, if they were eligible this year, they'd have a good chance to make it. They they, they really would. Um, you know, uh, they they would. And so to to answer your question, yes, uh, I you know uh, they keep going on the trajectory that they are uh, and the recruits that they're getting. Yes, they they will be. Uh, they're they're, they're going to be a team to to follow and watch. 
And speaking of ways to impress recruits or getting noticed, that's one way to do it, right? Your first year yeah. of eligibility and you make in the dance. That'd be quite the storyline too. And uh, play down here in the 20s. Arena. And yeah. Boom. And that's going to be one heck of a barn too, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. It's going to be fun to watch them. No doubt. Um, speaking of fun to watch, Bemidji State, we have two left on the list here, Pat. Um, this is not the same Bemidji State team under a territory that we've been used to. They're, it's a different game that they're playing this year. It's actually kind of refreshing a little bit. Yeah, well, you know what? When you get be better players and more skilled players, you can do different things. And um, and that's where Tom is, Tom's territory is so good is that, you know, he recognizes that. And, you know, hey, if he's got guys that can go, he's going to let them go. And uh, they're not going to deviate a ton from their structure and how they like to do things. But, um, um, you know, he's got some guys that, that know how to play. And, and uh, you know, I, I thought at this point um, they would be a little bit ahead of where they are, uh, even though I think they're in second place right now. Correct me if I'm wrong, but first, I believe, in fact, I'm checking around first, They're first in the season, but, you yeah. know, they, 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 they probably lost some that they, they felt that they probably should have had probably. And, yep. But, but every team, Hey, listen, everybody's beating everybody now. So I, I can't figure it out. The parody in college hockey is, is, um, is terrific. And, and that's what makes, makes the game even funner too, because, you know, they're, they're, I don't think there really is an elite team in college hockey this year. I think there are four or five that are really, really, really good. And then, then you got a second tier that are awfully good. And so uh, that, you know, that doesn't mean anybody can't beat anybody on any given night. And with the frozen four in St. Paul this year, uh, Micheletti, I'm not really sure who, I mean, like you said, there is really no favorite and it's really anybody's race right now more. So it's, let's put ourselves in a position to be in that 16 because you just, you never know. Right. Um, right. And it, I think it's great too, for college hockey. Some folks that I've talked to say, you know what? No, I want more clarity to me. Bring on the chaos. Yeah. Which you in? Exactly. No, I listen, I, I think you got to earn it to get to, if you want to get there, you got to earn it and uh, you should earn it. I, there should be no easy walk there. And, um, and that's how it's going to be this year. Uh, you know, I, I you know, the, the regionals are going to be fabulous this year. I, I just yes. think so many good teams and, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be real fun. Uh, speaking of fun for Bemidji, uh, they've been having a lot of fun watching some of their players grow this year. How about Kyle Luft? Uh, five yep. goals, 10 assists, 15 points mm. for this kid for Bemidji. You don't see that very often now late in road. Eight goals on the year. He leads the team there. Um, another road's going to be joining St. Cloud probably as early as possibly next year, maybe in two. Uh, but they've got a couple of guys up front, as we talked about, that can put the puck in the back of the net. Um, again, this is something that we haven't historically seen from Bemidji. Um, but, you know, for for Pat and, and for the Minnesota schools, you know, how important is it that Bemidji is able to get guys with this skill set to continue to compete in a, what's becoming a more saturated world here in Minnesota because we got Augustana, again, we talked about St. Thomas. The recruiting battles between the schools is getting even more and more tight. Yeah, I think it's great. I, I think it's great. And uh, and listen, you know, we, we don't talk a ton about Bemidji because they're in Bemidji, right? Mm. They're not they're not St. Cloud, which is close to Minneapolis or Mankato or Duluth or, you know, St. Thomas. And, and so they're kind of, ah, but don't forget about Bemidji. Don't forget about them, right? Uh, because they, 
you know, they've made it to the Frozen Four. They've made NCAA appearances. And, um, and but, you know, and but it, Tom knows the, the type of player he can recruit. And sometimes, you know, he gets guys with a little bit more skill than they than he originally thought. And they're performing. So, you know, I listen, I, I cheer for that program day in and day out. He's a dear friend of mine. And, uh, you know, he's done he's done a great job over, you know, the 20 some odd years he's been there. It's uh, it's almost tough to imagine a Bemidji State team without a coach last name Saratori at this right. point. He's been there right. so long. Exactly. Um, same can be said about uh, our last team that we're going to talk about. Uh, a little bit different, though, um, with Scott Sandlin, who's been up there for over yep. 21, 22 years. It's been tough for the yep. Bulldogs, Pat. And you know what? We hate to see it, honestly. They're 3-7-3 three, and three out of the gate. They've lost, I think, well, winless in their last eight. They're 0-1-7-1, or seven right. and one, excuse me. Uh, but this this is tough because yep. uh, UMD has always been competitive. But the last couple of years, but even more this year, it just it just hasn't found their way. They haven't gotten the puck clock. No, they, you know, and they 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 lost one of the better players in college hockey, in my opinion, and Dominic James. Um, you know, the kid's a really really good player, um, a leader. Uh, he does everything for them, and they lose them for the for the whole year. What does that do? Well, then guys get slotted differently, and I think Scott's still trying to figure out where guys are going to fit if they. If they can handle more minutes, if they can play on the power play, um, they don't have the decor that um, they've had in the past, uh, and they haven't had the goaltending that they've ha- haven't had in the past, and that's that's been kind of how they win. They win with really good defense, really good goaltending, and enough scoring, and you know, and that that's hurt them. Uh, I listen. I I never count out a Scott Sandlin team. Because right. they always play hard and they're always, always difficult to beat. Um, they're in a slump right now. Uh, I, I think they'll be better the second half. But um, you know, you 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 know you you feel for them uh, a little bit. But you know, everybody goes everybody goes through it. Every team goes goes um, goes through it, and uh, just got to fight your way out of it. And they almost did. They took St. Cloud uh, to both nights. Were yeah, very I mean, they, they very sort of hard. They played. Yeah out hard um you know they you just uh, you know it, the, the problem is they ended up on the wrong side of the ledger you know yeah um, and, and that happens so and then, Pat, as a player, right, you know, it, it it sort of eats away at the confidence, right? We talk about sure. how confidence yeah. is important, and there were two one-goal games against the Huskies, right? Um, you get the sense that, you know, as a player, right, you just need one. Right, yeah. just to kind of reset. Now they're getting a bye week this week. Now we talk about this all the time in sports, right? When things are going wrong, you want the bye week. When things are going right, you want to keep playing, right? So is this for Duluth a good reset opportunity for them? Um, the schedule doesn't get any better. We know how the NCHC goes, but is this the right time to take a step back and maybe just breathe? For sure. Um, you know, I think he, you know Scott probably gave gave him a couple days off to to just get their heads back together and 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 then you can come into practice and say okay time to start anew here's how we're going to do it um this is the way we can win games start buying into doing this and and you know no let's let's take every excuse that we have and toss it toss it 
And, uh, and you know, that that's one way, you know, Scott's been around a long, long time. And so, um, and as one national championships, he knows how to, he knows how to make it work and, uh, we'll see if he can with that group. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Uh, you mentioned, uh, Dominic James, how about Wyatt Kaiser in the back end? Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they lost some guys, yeah. um, but at the end of the day, like you said, if there's, and we've talked about this on, on other episodes is if there's one coach that can take what seems to be a puzzle and put pieces together to make it work, Scott has shown to be able to do that. No doubt. Um, and yeah. in years past, he's at some just put an ultimatum to a squad. Hey, this, our game is defense. I need you to go back hard to the middle. I need you to make sure we take care of our own end. The offense will come right. And mind you, speaking of offense, Pat. Ben Steve's on the power play. He's is he just automatic at this point? <laughs> yeah, I mean he's great. So you know what? They're, they're, you know, like Molinar, you know, get the puck to this guy on the power play because he he delivers. And uh, you know they just need a couple more of those guys to to chip in and help out. And you know, but the, what they score five goals or six goals on on Saturday night? Five, yeah, so, yeah, five. You know, unfortunately they gave up one more. Six, yeah, um, you know, so. Uh, you know, you fix one part, but then the other part goes down and yeah, they, they have work to do and, and I'm sure Scott will get it figured out. So I'm going to put you on the spot for our last question here, yeah. uh, or Pat. And, uh, cause you know how I am, right. I like to give you the, the toss up. <laughs> <ones. laughs> yep. Uh, but looking at the six teams here in Minnesota who are division one, um, you know, we're not in the game of, you know, shall we say predictions or whatnot, because they're never right. But if you had to guess out of the six, how many make it to the dance? And if there are that many, who are they? I want to say two. And I think Minnesota they? and St. Cloud will both make the tournament. I don't think, uh, I, I think you're only going to see one team out of the CCHA this year. I think they're down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think you'll see two. I think you'll see one. Uh, obviously, St. Thomas um, can't make it. UMD won't. Um, Bemidji, Bemidji is my sleeper third. And, you know, that would mean they will have to win the CCHA. Uh, there's a, there's a good chance they will, but you know, we're going to have to, we're going to have to wait and see, but I'll go two, possibly three. And Bemidji, when they've gotten there, let's go back a couple of years to Wisconsin. They have with the way that they play. They yep. can surprise some teams. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Um, the style that they play, and if, if you know they get the goaltending that they usually do, uh, they're they're a tough out. It's an embarrassment of riches that we have here in the state we of hockey, Pat. It's an embarrassment of riches, and it's great um, that we get to sit here and talk about it. And uh, for me to have you come on and talk about it with us here on MNCAA, we thank you so very much here, Pat. Yep. Um, Anytime, well- Nick. Appreciate it, my man. And for those who are watching on YouTube as well as listening, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you back next week here at MNC Dibble. Good night.